Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB and today's episode is about obstacle course race merging with NFTs. Now in today's episode, I have three distinguished guests. The first one is Spartan Race founder, Joe D. Sena. Now listen guys, if you're into obstacle course race or if you're into running, he's considered as the superhero of the obstacle course race community. So it's an absolute privilege to have him on the podcast. Along with him, we also have the chief technology officer, Sean, who has made this entire thing possible. So what Spartan has decided to do is they are launching the Spartan Unbreakable Pass. And this podcast was possible because of Calvin, who is one of the OGs in the NFT space. And he was one of the guys who actually helped Spartan create the Unbreakable Pass. Now listen, guys, if you are into obstacle course race, if you are into running, you definitely go to need to check the Unbreakable Pass. And if you look at the benefits, it is an absolute no-brainer as to why you need to go out and acquire this NFTs. Now, in this particular podcast, what I did want to find out, why is Spartan Race releasing the NFTs? I asked them questions in terms of what are the challenges that Spartan Race is facing. And what I really liked about this podcast is from a Spartan Race point of view, the sole purpose of releasing these NFTs called as Unbreakable is only to help the OCR athletes. It is no way to go out and monetize it or make a couple of million dollars. The overarching theme from this podcast and other interviews that Joe Cena has done with the Obstacle Course Race community, you can tell that he genuinely wants people to get out of the couch to work on their fitness. And even in this podcast, I did ask him a couple of questions. And some of the answers, he tried to relate it to fitness. So I definitely want you guys to pay attention to what he's saying and how he kind of links it towards fitness. And Sean, who is the Chief Technology Officer, when I asked him about the metaverse, Immediately, he said the goal of releasing this pass is not to monetize, but to get people out of the couch. And that is the sole intention of Unbreakable Pass. And Calvin, who is in the NFT space, he has also echoed the same theme. So I definitely think this podcast does portray a lot of positive sides of the Unbreakable Pass. And once again, guys, if you are into Obstacle Course Race community, you definitely need to check the benefits of the Unbreakable Pass. Now, towards the end of the podcast, I did ask Joe Cena what is the advice that he'd like to give to other competitors. And uh, he did give some really good examples. And he did give some really strong advice in terms of you need to adapt to the current situation. And if you listen to this podcast, you can definitely tell that what Spartan is taking the willingness to try new things as long as it benefits the end users, that is the OCR athletes, that is you and me. So if you do like this podcast, do have any feedback or suggestions, mention them in the comments below. Or you can also drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. So check this out, guys. Firstly, thank you so very much, guys, for doing this. Really appreciate, you know, you guys taking the time off your busy schedule and sharing your knowledge and information about two things that I personally am really passionate about. That is obstacle course race and NFT. So really appreciate, you know, you guys doing this on a Tuesday, which is a rather busy day. So before we get into the nitty gritties of uh, the Unbreakable Pass, I wanted to quickly ask you, know, how has your day been so far? Well, we have a policy at Spartan. Uh, any day that we're alive is a good day. And so since we are alive, it's a, it's a good day. Good day. It's a good day. And I'm right here in Dubai, by the way. So it is 1 a.m. in the morning. Definitely excited to talk to you guys about the Unbreakable Passes. Before we talk about the Unbreakable Pass, can you guys give a very brief introduction, mostly in terms of, you know, where does NFT fit into, you know, your individual lives? Now, I know for a fact that Calvin, he does have quite a lot of NFTs. 
you know, he's kind of the OG so far as NFT is concerned. But regarding Joe Sino and Sean, do you guys have any experience in NFTs or do you currently own any NFTs or any background in cryptocurrencies at all? I um I have I'm not really connected to NFTs at all. I um I would consider myself a Flintstone. Uh, some good friends of mine have had tremendous success in um, in blockchain and NFTs. Uh, a good buddy of mine is Mike Novogratz. Has done incredible things before anybody in in crypto. He's very early on. Um, a, 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 an artist friend of mine, Brendan Murphy. Amazing um, artist, incredibly successful uh, with his NFT project. But um, for the life of me, I really couldn't figure them out. It just didn't make sense to me. I could understand having a piece of art on a wall. I look at it. I, I gain some um, perspective. I get excited. It puts a smile on my face. But the likelihood of me turning on my computer and look, I, I just couldn't understand it. Um, that said, after meeting a bunch of people and thinking about like the utility yeah. component of a potential NFT and how blockchain could tie together all our brands, all our locations around the world. Um, and then talking to Calvin, talking to Ernst and Young, talking to my buddy, Gary V. Um, it became, it became obvious that, Oh my God, there's something, there's something to do here. Like, like this is like, you don't really understand the rubber of a tire and, 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 and the importance of it maybe with an automobile, but, um, but you can't drive without it. Right. And so like the blockchain and the NFT in this sense made it possible to create this global pass with all this utility um, and to be able to track it for somebody. So, so in that case, it made sense. Yeah. So, so my, my background is in tech. So, you know, I've got some experience with, with cryptocurrencies. Um, but, uh, but I, again, like Joe said, you know, the, the NFT piece, kind of that art use piece, while cool and interesting, um, it, it wasn't my thing. You know, kind of this idea that of using it uh, to build utility around, that gets me excited, right? And so, so that, was, that was the aspect of this that really kind of kicked this off for, for me as part of Spartan. Now, I think you have the OG in NFTs, that is Calvin. I think he's got quite a lot of NFTs in his collections. I think you've got quite a lot of CryptoPunks as well, right, Calvin? Yeah, punks, board apes. I have the mutant apes, the ape candle clubs. I mean, every. I mean, I experimented by buying NFTs in order to learn about NFTs, right? Most NFTs didn't start off as utility-based NFTs. Most people just bought NFTs for investment purposes, hoping they would go up and they flip and make some money. Um, that was really how NFTs started, and that was a big reason why I started buying NFTs. But today, it's a lot different, especially with big brands going into the NFT world now, attaching all the things they give to their consumers in real life, and then uh, uh, you know adding them as a utility to a digital product, which is what Joe was speaking about. So today, I think NFTs are a lot different than they were before because today it's about ownership rather than investment and building upon that. And, and I think that's a big, a big thing for Spartan to do as far as uh, you know being a trailblazer and coming out here with companies like Starbucks and Nike and even Disney right now trying to break into to Web3. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. And one thing, you know, with Joe also mentioned the fact that, you know, it has utility and that definitely helps, you know, the holders of the Unbreakable Pass as well. So one question what I wanted to ask in terms of what was the decision making process to launch the Unbreakable Pass? Now, you did mention that, you know, you spoke to Gary Vee and Ernst and Young. Other than that, was there any decision making 
process with the investors, with the board of directors, and how did that work out, Joe? Um, internally and externally, um, I had a tough time convincing uh, both audiences to get excited around it. They just, they just did not understand why use an NFT. Why couldn't we just use our regular registration platforms? Why couldn't we just collect credit card the, the way we normally do? And, um, and NFT, again, solved a big problem because we operate in 45 countries. And not every system that we have in all those countries are the same. And so I viewed the NFT as a lubricant to kind of make it all work. Um, other folks, customers, as well as boards of directors and management teams and advisors didn't understand that. They just, they just understood that um, an NFT has very little utility. Um, it's not getting, it's, right now it's not getting the best press in many circles, why would you possibly do that? And I said, well, maybe we found a, a perfect use case for, for the NFT. Um, so it was a battle. Um, it's still a battle. There's still customers that don't understand it, but um, Sean and Calvin and the team uh, figured out a way to combine the Flintstones and the Jetsons um, by allowing our customers who don't have wallets, who don't traffic in Ethereum or or you know, different cryptocurrencies to be able to purchase the way they normally would with a credit card and then um, be able to get all the benefits that we were trying to deliver. Imagine everything at the beginning. Like imagine if Joe uh, had to uh, send a message to me. He was writing a letter and gonna put it in the mail and Sean's like, well, why don't you just send him an email? I mean, imagine that like everything starts off as like you're, you're resistant towards it until the masses start adopting it. And then you're like, oh, that's right. It took me two seconds to send a guy an email or, or hey, why don't you, why don't you swipe your card instead of paying cash? You know, with your card, it's, you can, it's better for accounting purposes, like all these different things, right? The beginning of the internet, the telephone, all those things, like we're at a time right now where tech is evolving and now it's, it's this space of NFTs. I was just gonna say, I can't imagine the resistance way back when from all the people that were attached to feather pens and not wanting to give those up, you know? like. You're absolutely right, Cal. And I'm one of those people, by the way. I'm resistant to change. So, yeah. Hey, but one at a time, one at a time. You know, that's how that's how a movement starts. And, and we've already yeah. had Spartan customers start uh, minting these passes. So it's moving. Absolutely. And one uh, area which is developing right now, and I'm pretty much sure people in the cryptocurrency space have a hesitance towards is metaverse. So I'm not sure if you've heard that thing uh, thrown around quite a lot. And later on in the podcast, you know, I'll just try to ask a question. If the unbreakable past is somehow connected or related to the metaverse. Now, before that, what I wanted to ask is, can you tell our listeners once again, in very brief, what is the unbreakable past? And I've just looked at the website. There's some information on airdrops as well. So why should, let's say, an athlete or a customer go ahead and buy the NFT pass or the unbreakable pass? I'll give you I'll give you a little answer and then and then I'll let the geniuses the Jetsons um, answer it more succinctly. But for me, um, it's got you know nine years of potential utility. That means nine tremendous annual events where we get we we have a gathering of all the folks that are we're calling the unbreakables, right? The folks that bought the unbreakable pass, and then um, and then access every brand we have, any event, anywhere on the planet. Um, and then, you know, you're a contributor. If you bought one, you're a contributor to the building of a monument in ancient Sparta. 
to um, pay homage, right, to, to like represent this amazing feat from 2,500 years ago that the Spartans took on against the Persians in Thermopylae. Like, let's let's celebrate them because, you know, some would argue, I would argue, uh, good against evil, uh, small against big, right? We want to make sure there are many other instances of Ukrainians standing up against uh, the Russians in our future. And that comes from this spirit that the Spartans had. So to be able to build a monument to contribute to that is, is, um, is incredible. And this one will piss everybody off. Um, but I love it, which is, um, you know, you can then spread your ashes under your contributing yes. stone at that monument when you're dead. And so, um, for me, that's super exciting because like, I don't want to be in some boring cemetery next to a hot dog stand. Like I, I want to be in Sparta next to the 300. Now, I got to tell you, when I mention this, people go nuts. They're so pissed off. This is ridiculous. Um, but it's just like any university building that gets, you know, a donation from somebody and they get to put a little brick in there as their name. And if they want, their family members could spread their ashes at that building as well. So I don't. I don't understand why it's pissing people off, but it is. Um, again, Calvin and, and Sean can go a lot deeper and more succinct. What I wanted to just uh, comment about what Joe said, that, you know, he did go live on Facebook, and that was the time he actually mentioned about the ashes going into spot, and that's when his wife found out as well. So, you know, that is something really unique, and I did listen to a couple of interviews as well, so, you know, really interesting concept as well. Yeah, Sean, you can share your thoughts as well. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, it's really that really well. I mean, there's, there's a lot there uh, for the utility, again, around the racing. But I think there's there's a lot there, even if you aren't, you know, kind of a traditionally a Spartan athlete, right? Um, you know, the, the idea is, is to create kind of the the event to be at for sports, right? If you if you want to get to meet an ath- other athletes, if you want to um, get together and, and do hard stuff, if you want to, um, you want to have a voice into to the kind of where um, OCR racing is going in the future, right? These, these are going to be the places to do that at those annual events. And so we're really excited about about what that can be um, and create over time. So, um, but yeah, Joe, Joe laid out the benefits actually really well. And there's some information on the website about airdrops. And that is something which is being planned in the next coming months and years ahead after the Unbreakable Pass goes live probably in 2023 as well, right? I was going to ask Calvin and Sean because I, I didn't really understand the airdrops myself. Do we? Does that mean we load a bunch of presents up on a plane and fly over? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like freebies. I mean, well, yeah, no, we're gonna there's there going to be special unbreakable NFT like passholder merch drops that are going to be available where they can purchase merchandise. I know right now there's there's new merch available. I saw it on Instagram. Some super cool stuff that you guys have put together, Joe, for just the whole Spartan community. But there's going to be specific merch that's designed for the NFT holders, and I know they're looking forward to it. I've heard it, seen them in Discord talk about it a number of times now. Also, speaking of the airdrop, it's something that we had spoke about before while we were designing this NFT and utility. And Joe had mentioned a friend of his who is a very well-known artist who's already had one of the top NFT OpenSea collections on OpenSea that have sold thousands of ETH. Um, but but the, the, the collaboration with that artist to create something that speaks to the Spartan brand that uh, it's a collaboration between the project and that artist that can be airdropped into the wallets of the pass holders as an extra added benefit, you know, that they could either use maybe for a per- as a personal avatar uh, to represent their- them as one of the 15,000 Spartans or one of the NFTs, or they could sell it maybe on the secondary market 
and and maybe at, at, for for a great price and possibly even pay for the pass. You never know. You know, that's it's just it's just the collaboration of, of somebody that Joe knows, right? Your, your artist. Yeah, Brendan Brendan Murphy, amazing artist, amazing friend. Um, got excited about building the, the monument in, in Greece. We've been working on it for a while. It's not easy um, to build anything in Greece, but but we're working on it. And um, yeah, great great collab. We're also looking forward to kind of all the things we can do over time with these, right? So this isn't you know like we've listed a bunch of benefits now, but the, the goal is to kind of to continue to engage with people over time, right? We see lots of opportunities for us to do things and continue to add value to these um, for our community, um, but also to kind of build those relationships between the community and ourselves and between the, between each other. So I think there's there's just a lot of exciting things to come in the future with this. What I did was, you know, I tried to calculate in terms of what are the benefits. I mean, if you look at the Spartan yearly pass in the U.S., that is roughly around $900. But if you were to go for the unbreakable pass, you know, over a period of three years, there is definitely only benefits. I don't see any negatives or drawbacks of getting into the past. And for our listeners, you know, who are into only cryptocurrencies, into NFTs, I'm sure they would definitely be quite keen to look up who Brandon Murphy is and get lots of information. Now, one question for Sean and maybe even for Calvin is, what was the decision-making process to release these NFTs via Ethereum as opposed to, let's say, other blockchain protocols, that is, let's say, Solana or Flow blockchain, which is more catered, you know, towards sporting activities and stuff. Yeah, I, I think kind of those other blockchains, they're, they're just, they're, they're underdeveloped at this point, right? So the stability isn't there. Um, the NFT uh, experience isn't really there like it is with Ethereum. So our, our goal was to, to pick a platform where we didn't have to worry about stability. We didn't have to worry about issues for our, our, our kind of our users, our customers as they're trying to either sell them in the future or access benefits. We just wanted something that was just going to work all the time. And this seemed like kind of that happy medium um, where you got kind of you get a great product and a great experience. Um, and it works with everything else. Is it like, you know, right straight into that kind of that, that athlete sport zone? No, but I, I don't think a lot of that has kind of progressed to a point where we were comfortable enough to, to go ahead and stand on that platform yet. Yeah, and then also, you know, that Ethereum has the most exposure when it comes to NFTs, especially if people want to list them. You know, for, for those that want to list them on the open market, I mean, Ethereum has, gives you the biggest exposure. Also, other than that, um, I think, you probably know as much as I do that Solana has been very slow lately. You know, I, I love Solana NFTs. I've invested a ton into Solana NFTs. It's a really cool ecosystem that I think has a bright future. But right now, it's just always getting backed up. It's always getting slow. And the more NFTs that build upon it, I think they need to figure out a way to make it quicker. You know, you've seen the price just 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 plummet on the on on the on the market for Solana tokens. Even though it is a, it, it is in a way a builder's paradise, it's just too slow right now. Like Sean said, it's underdeveloped. But Ethereum is the perfect place to build right now. Uh, and, and that's why they chose the, the ERC-721 token. Totally agree. And I was involved in Ethereum in 2016 and a couple of my friends, they were working on the white paper, you know, when Vitalik Buterin was writing the Ethereum white paper. And at that point of time, when we used to talk about Ethereum, we used to actually call it as the first world computer. So from the business point of view, you know, doing it on Ethereum, I definitely think it is a brilliant move. Now, but I wanted to ask, you know, from a business point of view and even from a technical point of view, what were some of the challenges that you faced in terms of, you know, if you look at the Discord, I think even the crypto community or the people in the Discord community truly don't understand how the NFT thing works. So what were some of the challenges that you guys were facing and currently are facing and how are you trying to overcome these challenges as well? The biggest challenge was um, when we looked at our customers and we spoke to our customers, 
how few of them had wallets or understood, you know, crypto or NFTs. And so we had to come up with a system that meshed Flintstone and Jetson together that allowed a credit card purchase and flowed through the entire system. And I got to hand it to Sean and Calvin because they figured it out. Um, they're still, they're still tying off some loose ends right now, but um, they were able to take a traditional credit card payment from anywhere. That was, that was another challenge and do it seamlessly in a way that our customers were used to. So um, I would say that was the biggest challenge. Yeah. And Sean, uh, Sean had mentioned very early in the project, which was a huge solution for us, for those that didn't have wallets. And I'll let Sean talk about the idea of creating a custodial wallet for Spartans itself. Yeah. So, you know, like, like Joe and, and Calvin were saying that, that, you know, we're coming from a, a group, our, our kind of our core user, our core racer, right? This was, this is a whole new world for them. Um, and asking them to, to do these pieces like that, that, you know, someone in the crypto world's like, Hey, it's not, it takes like three minutes to set up a wallet. It's no big deal. Yeah. But it's just a whole new world of concept, right? Yeah. You know, so we, we wanted to make that something really easy. So we were able to, to build a system of custodial wallets where we actually create those wallets for you. We maintain the, the, the past for you um, as its own seed phrase. So each one is secured as if you had set it up yourself. Um, and then we, we built utilities in so that then when you're ready, like when you progress and you're, you're ready to do it, you'll be able to go ahead and release that to your personal wallet. And then if you want to list on OpenSea or things like that, those things become available to you. So, you know, our goal is if, if you don't want to know anything about NFTs, right, you can own this pass and use it for the next nine years and you never have to say those three letters again. Um, and, but if things change and life changes, right, nine years is a long time to commit. Um, when things change, right, you have the safety of knowing that that availability or that ability to sell is always kind of sitting there waiting for you, right? A couple of clicks and you're away. And uh, so it, it's really kind of the best of both worlds. The, 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 it isn't about where NFTs are right now in the world, okay? Because we know that tech moves really, really fast. Okay, one year in tech is like 20 years. It's crazy, right? But um, it's just the opportunity to own one of the Unbreakable Passes, to have the NFT of Spartans, right? which there will only ever be 15,000. And just to know that I'm able to access all the races like before, but I know that Spartan's gonna go heavy in, into working on what this pass is gonna be able to give me into the future once I do understand how it works, you know? Just only one, you're, you're in a better place than you were. And the value is so undervalued compared to what you're getting, like you said. And, and they did that on purpose for the consumer. And I was just going to ask a follow-up question, you know, in future, is Spartan, planning to raise another batch of NFTs or is this going to be just the one batch which Spartan Race is planning to release? You know, we, we just did a test with SoftBank in Japan at one of our events. Um, mm -hmm. But those, if we did something there, that's more, um, I, Sean and, and Calvin would know the term, but that, that's more of a collector based on, what would the term be? So, so okay, we're, we're talking way out of turn here because this is stuff that we haven't released to anybody else yet, but I, I think okay. one of our one of our, our goals is to, to look at doing completion NFTs, right? So that you you would have the ability like we I, everybody loves getting their medal, right? Yeah. Um, and I love my medals, but I can't carry around a wall full of medals, right? To show everybody what I did. And even if I do, it doesn't tell you anything about what I did. You don't you don't know where I was when I did it. You don't know how fast I did. You know none of those things, right? So so one of our kind of our, our goals here is ultimately to release a completion NFT. Um, and give you the ability to, to show people, look, this is what I accomplished. Not only that, you can see what race I did it in and what my time was. 
right? So to, to make it, and that's how you'd make it unique, right? So that each each event had uh, its own NFT. Um, that that's where we would like to see us go. Um, this is not I'm not making any promises, right? We're, we're talking well outside the box at this point. But but this is that that's the kind of thing we're looking to do. So yes, there'll be more, but I don't I you're not, I don't know that you'll ever see anything like this again. You definitely won't see another nine year pass. I can guarantee you of that, right? This is like, yeah. you know, we needed to get going. We wanted this to be successful. We wanted to be this just a huge value for people. Um, you know, from a business sense, this isn't something you'll ever see us do again. Will we ever offer, you know, a multi-year pass based on NFT? Maybe, but it's never going to be for the opportunity of nine years. I can guarantee that. Joe, Joe's talking about even the POAP NFTs, right? Proof of attendance protocol. So the, the SoftBank there, you know, you attend an event. You get the little PA, POAP that's worth nothing. It's worthless, by the way, but it's, but it's just proof that I was there. I attended this event, you know, and then Sean's talking about obviously building value in the past through dropping real completion certificates, right? That can't be like discarded from the blockchain. So there's so many cool things that can be built upon this stuff. I 100% agree to that. And the fact that, you know, this might just be the one time uh, NFT unbreakable pass that just adds to the uniqueness of it. And that would just drive the value for it. And one thing, you know, to Joe Sina, I didn't mention via Instagram. And this was going back to, I think, early 2020 was that the very first Spartan medal. I'm not sure who actually got the very first Spartan medal. If that goes as an NFT, I'm pretty much sure, you know, that could drive a lot of money in terms of I'm, I'm really not sure who got the very first Spartan race medal. If that goes <laughs> as an NFT, I think that would fetch a lot of monetary value and, you know. What are your thoughts on that, Joe? Yeah, we're maybe the first strand of barbed wire. Um, <laughs> when we did, you know, I was I was recently with the Walton family, and they have a very uh-huh. famous museum, and they have a piece of barbed wire as art that is worth three hundred fifty thousand dollars. So, um, so I could see something in barbed wire for sure. The very first spear from the spear yeah. throw. Yeah, all those things would be would be a lot of fun, but that's that's years from now. Right now, right now we um, we just I put on great experiences. I try to make people better and harder and tougher. Um, something like that could be fun. And the next question that I wanted to ask, I think Calvin has just touched based on that, and that was to do, you know, Meta or Facebook. What they are allowing some of the influencers to do is showcase the NFT, and I believe that is something which the airdrop in the near future that will tackle uh, the avatar of Spartan race, right? Yeah, so you're talking about um, letting uh, uh, existing NFTs be visible through uh, through Facebook and Instagram and all those things, right? Yeah. I know yesterday I connected my actual wallet to my Instagram account and it's, it, it allows me to showcase my board apes or my, my, my blue chip NFTs, you know, so I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that the Spartan Pass, obviously, right, Sean? If the Spart, if it's available, you'll be able to showcase it. Yeah, that's that's definitely the direction we'd like to see things go. Um, you know, the, the whole point of this is is you know, well, one of the points of this is to to show people what you've done, right, and who you are. And I, I think you know, ideally, this is a, a key part of your identity for people. Yeah, but if you're talking Absolutely. about a personal a personal avatar, and if the artist does create something, Joe's friend, the artist does create something that's more of a PFP picture. I'm sure people yeah. on Facebook will want to share that one as their avatar online, which would be cool. Excellent. And a couple of questions that I wanted to ask, and this is more at the macro level, and this is from a business point of future with the inflation numbers being out. I believe it was at 8.3% in US and in England, the inflation numbers were out. 
Now, with inflation taking place, and most likely there's deglobalization, which is going to kick in, are there plans for, let's say, Spartan race to start maybe accepting cryptocurrencies uh, for paying for regular races or maybe even Dogecoin or stable coins? Is that something in the near future that you would plan to accept cryptocurrencies just for making regular purchases or merchandise as well? I mean, if Sean and, and the team could figure out how to do it, um, we'll accept any currency that I could convert to a currency that I need to rent, you know, Caterpillar uh, excavators <laughs> and, and, and buy barbed wire. Like, if you could figure out a way, I, I take Argentinian pesos, right? <laughs> I, I, I take um, uh, Chinese... Um, take uh, Indian rupees. Yeah, I take, I take them all. So, so um, I don't see why I wouldn't, yeah. And uh, one message, you know, for Sean and Calvin is that I'm not sure if you guys heard of Bitcoin Lightning Network. And maybe, Joe, what you can do is, you know, maybe through your contacts with, let's say, Joe Rogan, get in touch with Andreas and Donopolis. So what Lightning Network is, a customer will use the debit card. But all the transaction details at the back end is done at Bitcoin Lightning Network. You still receive the payment in US dollars or in UAE, the rams and entire thing gets done in a matter of seconds or rather real time. So as opposed to, you know, the bank uh, doing the clearing yeah. times. And that no, is something. I, yeah, we'll take any yeah. currency. Yeah, maybe with Dogecoin being in the higher news right now, maybe that might be a good option as well. The next question what I wanted to ask, and this is which is the high price now, especially in Dubai. So I'm not sure if you guys have heard the term metaverse. So with metaverse hype, are there any plans for the unbreakable pass to be connected to the metaverse? Not right now, maybe a couple of years down the line, maybe, you know, three to five years down the line, these NFT holders... Will it somehow someday be connected to the metaverse? Yeah, I, I don't even really know what the metaverse is, to be honest with you. <laughs> hey, I, I have some land in I have some land in Decentraland. You can put the Spartan headquarters right in there. We could put on our yeah, Oculus yeah. goggles with our crits and go hang out at the Spartan HQ, uh, buy some merch there and get it shipped to us in real life. Like that'd be crazy, right? Can I um is is rent is office space um cheap in the metaverse? <laughs> right now it's land is cheap right now i mean it's dropped like a crazy amount but uh i own a ton of it so let me know if you want to buy something <laughs> it, it, it'll be interesting to see kind of where these things go i said think you know it's, it's one of those things as a, as a race company um and a company that that's really you know our desire is to get you up off the couch and outside doing things right it, that's a fine balance right i mean if we're, like we really want to get serious about it it's a lot of fun i think it's really cool ideas It'll be neat to see where it goes, but but we need to also need to be true to kind of what our, our mission is, right? Our, our mission is to get you outside into reality, real reality, right? And that's one of the pieces with this global pass is that, you know, this unbreakable pass is we, we want you going out and experiencing the world, not just your world down the street, not just the world the next you know town over. Um, we want you to see all the world. We want you to meet all of the family of hard, right? That's why we want you to come to those annual events. That's why we want you to be able to go to a uh, you know, a race in Japan this month and, and a race in China next month next to the Great Wall of China. And three months later, we'd, we'd like you to you know, do one in Canada, right? We, we want you all over the place. We want you out in the world. So so there's some balance there, right? But but I, I think, you know, the use of these, they kind of continue to link into that, that ethereal world. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, that ultimately there will be some things to that. But, you know, how much will actually exist in, in the metaverse in that sense? We'll have to wait and see. And regarding uh, the Unbreakable event that you guys are planning to have, so have you decided on a venue as to where the first Unbreakable event would take place? Would that be in the US? Would that be in Canada? Or will that be in Abu Dhabi or for the first, very first event? Or has that not been decided yet? I've alluded to Hawaii 
Um, I think Sean really wants to go to Hawaii, but, um, but it could be anywhere, right? It could be on the Great Wall of China. It could be in Patagonia. It could be um, Vegas. Uh, you name it. That's the beauty of the business we're in. Is we're in the most unbelievable locations all over the world. And, um, and so we could put on an unbreakable event that is um, like no other. So it'll be, it'll be exciting. Absolutely. And uh, just one comment, which I want to say about Sean, you know, people getting out and doing the workout. I'm in Dubai right now, and I'm not sure, Joe, if you know that. Every year in Dubai, in uh, the month of October, we have a Dubai Fitness Challenge. So what they do is they encourage each and every citizen or resident from Dubai to do at least workout for 30 minutes. I'm not sure if you know. So the entire city turns into a gym, and this is, might be the sixth year where mm. the entire city is turning into a gym. So, you know, it'd be really cool when you visit Abu Dhabi for the World Championship, because that's exactly the moment when uh, the Dubai Fitness Challenge probably ends as well. So I just thought, you know, I'll share that as well. And regarding Metaverse, Dubai is planning to change GDP, that is gross domestic product, to Metaverse domestic product. So, you know, the change is happening, but it might take maybe three or five years down the line where, you know, the Gen Z generation will be talking more about Metaverse. And I do think, you know, we are the early stages of Metaverse and cryptocurrency still. Uh, the next question what I wanted to ask is, you know, regarding um, blockchain and cryptocurrencies, is Spartan attending any event just to promote the NFTs to the crypto community and not just, let's say, for the fitness community? Because uh, a lot of people in the cryptocurrency and blockchain community do not know about the Unbreakable Pass. So are there any plans to, you know, introduce this pass to the crypto community who has probably nothing to do with fitness as such? Yeah, we would love, we would love to. We, I know we've got one coming up in Poland. Um, um, uh, Sean will know, knows the name of that. InfoShare 2022. Yeah. Um, but happy to attend. As long as the uh, event and the event organizer is open-minded to doing burpees and, uh, and, and making sure every attendee takes a cold shower, then uh, we will be attending. And, and also just, uh, I was just at NFT Seattle and uh, I was speaking on big brands going into Web3 and they, were, they had guys there from Canon who were there to, to just learn more about NFTs because they want to know how their company can break into this space, you know. Um, Nike, Starbucks, obviously that's where they're located. They had representatives there who were talking about launching their NFT as a loyalty program, which I'm sure Spartan can do as well. Um, and just big companies. But, um, you know, I'd spoke about the Unbreakable Past and I'd spoke about you know, Joe DeSena just being a, one of the trailblazers in the, in the space. And it takes these guys for these guys to be able to, you know, throw this thing against the wall and see if it sticks and, and build upon it for the other big names to jump in. You know, they let these guys go first. And um, but but the trailblazers are the ones who are going to really pave, pave the way, you know. So but but obviously when they made this this pass, it wasn't really to market to the whole NFT community because the NFT community is looking at like, minting and flipping they're looking at this more as an investment if you've ever heard sean talk about this nft like this nft is not for investment type purposes you know this is membership with utility gives you access to everything that they had before and they're going to build the tech upon it but uh in, in no way is this an investment it has a huge amount of value of course uh if, if joe decides to increase the price over time some people are going to win but it's it's strictly for ownership this nft so it can be marketed to the nft community but how many, many of those people buy it is unknown. I think that there are enough Spartan consumers that if they're educated enough and they get, they get excited enough, and if they see their fellow Spartans purchasing these passes, then they're going to jump in too. And the more we do things like this, the more, the, the more they're educated and the more they're going to want to buy a pass. 
And one thing which I wanted to comment, you know, Joe Cena, he did have an interview with a guy from inside the OCR. And he did ask uh, a similar question. And Joe did actually say that, you know, I'm doing this unbreakable pass for the OCR athletes. Because, you know, this is kind of like a giving away back to the community because of the hardship that we had because of the COVID era. So thank you so very much, Joe, for that. That was absolutely a brilliant interview that you had with them. And uh, I just have a few final questions. And that is, uh, do you have any suggestions to fellow business partners or maybe even competitors in the fitness and OCR community on how to go about maybe going in for the NFT or maybe just stick to the regular business model? Do you have any suggestions for them? Look, I think um, if you're not growing, you're dying. So um, it's important uh, not only that we grow our biceps and not only that we grow our, our minds, but we also, you know, we take chances as organizations and, and we explore and we try new things. And many people listening won't remember Kodak, but Kodak was arguably the, the number one brand in the world. Um, they didn't grow with the times. Uh, they didn't develop copy machines. Uh, they didn't develop digital cameras and uh, they went bankrupt. So, um, so, you know, not everything you come up with as, a, as an organization or an individual is going to work. You definitely have to try things. And um, by the way, it's very uncomfortable for a guy like me, right? Like I am old, old school, but, um, but it's been fun. It's been fun. So my message to those, those businesses and those other organizations are, um, I don't know, try electrified barbed wire or, um, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> take it up a notch. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And um, one final question is, you know, maybe three to five years down the line, do you guys think that the crypto economy or the NFT economy will be bigger than the real world money in terms of the dollar money? Or is that something? What are your thoughts on that? Because that is, I believe, something with the Generation Z. So, you know, racers like Hobie Call's son, I think, you know, who's smashing the races right now. I think he would be quite curious in terms of, you know, looking at cryptocurrency as a form of payment. So what do you guys think? Three to five years down the line, will the crypto economy be as big I will as tell the real you, world money or the real? When I when I look at my children, um, when I was their age, I really wanted to hold a hundred dollar bill, and I wanted I, I wanted someday to have a roll of hundred dollar bills. My kids don't even know what a hundred dollar bill looks like. They use an Apple Watch. They like they don't even know what it looks like. So um, I would imagine, I would imagine it's only got one one way to go, and that's up. Dude, my kids only want Robux. They don't even want their other bills. No. <laughs> but but if you if you're if this question sounds like a you question, like you want to know if it's going to be bigger, you know, with guys like us dabbling in this world right now, I think that in 2024, the next Bitcoin having, obviously that's going to be a huge uh, thing for the space. That's what people are waiting on. So I really believe that if people are buying Bitcoin now, they're going to make out huge later. Uh, so, um, you know, 2024, I think, and 2025 is going to be a huge year for all cryptocurrencies. Right now we're in this like bare winter, but it, it will come out of it. Just like I've ex we've experienced this, like experienced this three other times. Right. So and then also I think with NFTs, I think the ones that will survive, the ones that will survive and win um, are going to be the ones with real utility and real purpose and real intention from big brand companies like Spartan. Absolutely. And especially after this uh, halving in 2024, I do think that the price of Bitcoin. So one suggestion again, you know, that I had and something which I did mention, Joe, seen on my Instagram as well. Maybe what Spartan can do is, you know, do something what uh, Michael Saylor for MicroStrategy is doing. You know, he's just acquiring Bitcoin or Ethereum through the NFT sales and just huddle it. So, you know, and when the price goes up, 
you kind of, you know, sell the funds. And that's what I think. I think that's opposite of what Mr. Flintstone wants to hodl his ETH. Uh, he wants to turn that into cold, hard cash as quickly as possible. Um, but it's just cool that he, he was able to say yes to doing an NFT. But Joe, I don't think you're trying to hold your crypto, right? You're trying to turn it into cash right away. I, yeah, I try to turn it into cash. And I, I, I have to buy things for our events. I have to rent things for our events. I have to buy medals, T-shirts. The only thing the only thing I collect, believe it or not, no one knows this. Here's a secret. Um, this is a really funny one. You guys are going to laugh. There's no way you're going to see this coming. When I was a kid, my neighbor was the head of the banana organized crime family. And the 25-year anniversary of the brunette Barbie doll came out, and you couldn't get them. And he said to me, you got to go collect these brunette Barbie dolls. You got to get them. And so I have a couple of hundred, maybe more, maybe 300 brunette Barbies in boxes um, for my daughters uh, that are now, God, I think they're probably 30, it's probably 30 years ago. So uh, that's the only thing I'm hoarding is brunette Barbie dolls. <laughs> that's the best. Word. That's absolutely. Uh, I, this is this is priceless. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to this video for a very long time. Hey, what, hey, what about uh the guys that say they bought? <laughs> if, if I would have just bought a hundred dollars of Bitcoin in 2012, I'd never have to do anything again. I mean, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it, it 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 is insane. I mean, and you know, I mean, if you look at at the cryptocurrency and 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 all those things, um. You know, you can't know what three years is going to do. You can't even know what next year is going to do. Um, so to think about, you know, over time where this could go and, and, and what it's going to look like for our children, I, I think it's going to be a world that we won't, you know, even today thinking that we're cutting edge, it's, it's a world we won't even recognize. Yeah, you know, the final question that I had for you guys, nothing to do with cryptocurrencies, nothing to do with obstacle course race. What genre of music do you guys like and why? Mm, I like all music. I'm open-minded. Uh, some mornings I, I get excited working out with country music. Some mornings it's U2. Um, I like Dave Matthews Band. I like it all. Excellent. Well, I'm more of a hip-hop hip guy in the gym. When I'm with my wife, I like to listen to country music. Wow, I thought I was going to be the only one saying country music. This is kind of weird to hear it on three channels, but yeah, that, that's yes, kind of where, where I, I tend to, to come down also. Excellent, excellent. Great to know that, you know, country music definitely has some roots attached <laughs> to obstacle course race and office world. So uh, thank you so much, guys, for doing this. What I'll do is I'll share this with the crypto community space. And also I'll try to share the obstacle course race community as well. Thank you so much, guys, for doing okay. this. Bye. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You have a wonderful evening. Or, thank well, you. Thank good you morning. Guys. Have a nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Calvin. Calvin. Uh, later, brother. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye.